Hello, besties. Welcome to Martinez with Eddie, your ultimate destination for everything Bravo. Join me as we spill the tea, dissect the drama, and uncork the juiciest gossip from your favorite reality TV shows. And it's been quite a week in the Bravo universe. Uh, we, we already spoke about the Kyle Mauricio situation. We already spoke about it. It's um, my previous podcast episode. So if you want to get your uh, little kind of take on the Kyle and Mauricio, uh, go listen to it. Which, by the way, I was just like watching TMZ videos and I ran into an interview like at a gas station that a, one of their like paparazzi ran into Kyle Richards and she is pumping her gas and the guy approached her. I'm going to tell you one thing. I I still stand on the fact that uh, people need to mind their business and stop asking her if she is dating this woman, Morgan. But uh, this paparazzi was, you know, playing, playing it cool, you know, asking, like, how's your summer? Now you're single. And she laughed. She said, I'm not single. I'm having an issue. Like, go listen to, go read my post on Instagram. She said that to the paparazzi. Uh, the paparazzi also asked Kyle if she was dating Morgan, like straight up, like just like that. He asked her, like, are you dating? So she said no. Like I said on my podcast, until the day that Kyle comes out on her own terms and admit to be dating these women, to me, they are just friends. I had said this from the beginning when people started to like rumor about it and talk about it, whatever. There you have it, from the mouth of Kyle Richards. If it's true or not, that's none of my business, but that's her truth in the moment, and she said she's not dating Morgan. So please stop playing Nancy Drew with this shit. It's not okay to play with people's sexuality. It's not okay to be out there acting like you need to push somebody out of the closet. It's not of your business. Stop that shit. She said she's not dating that girl, uh, Morgan. So just take it for what it is. Stop trying to make Kyle to like come out of the closet on like, like, come on, let's just stop that madness. I just wanted to set that so you know that I've been paying attention. Uh, like I said before, there is a previous episode of my podcast with all my take on the Kyle and Mauricio. But beside that, this week we got a new episode of Orange County. We also had news about um, Ariana joining Dancing with the Stars. We have Kim and Croy random news today. I'm going to share that too later on. We have this mid-season of uh, Atlanta. I'm going to give you my take on that. And also the new app Threads. That is kind of like uh, Instagram's or meta version of Twitter. And honestly, I'm loving it. If you have not joined, join the the the, uh, the new app. It's fun. Uh, you will see a different side of me on a di and a different side of me posting. Like I'm talking uh, on thread. I'm just giving you more of like my thoughts. Like I'm just writing whatever comes to my mind. And obviously I link that to Bravo. Uh, it's not like on Twitter. This is like a whole different take. So if you want to get like extra fun, laughter or whatever, you can go to Threads. I'm on there too. 
but somebody else is on it. And I'm going to tell you at the end who is that person because I was shocked to find out that this person somehow made their way to threats. I'm going to tell you which housewives join threat and everybody is in shock. I'm pretty sure you kind of have an idea. So uh, let's start with the Orange County episode. I want to recap this episode so then we can jump into the um, the news, you know, that I got you, that I've been paying attention for the past, like, three days. I was going to make, like, you know, different daily little videos that I'm making for YouTube, but I decided just to give you a super size episode so in that way you can have it on your podcast or watch it on YouTube because beside news, we only have Orange County to really, like... Um, uh, recap on Sunday though on Sunday Crappy Lake starts and I'm really excited about that one I've been re-watching The Simple Life because I love that show that's, that's one of my favorite shows of all time I know I'm that simple and that stupid I find that show so entertaining that I have watched that show like a million times and to prepare myself to see uh, Sonia and and um and Count, uh, Countess uh, Luen in the rural America, I decided to watch Paris and Nicole's Simple Life season one when they went to Alto in Arkansas. So, um, so yeah, that's what I've been watching. So, trust me, you don't want to miss Welcome to Crappy Lake with Sonia and Luann. You don't want to miss my my uh, my recaps. It's going to be a fun show to watch. It's going to be a breath of air that we need. We had really heavy seasons with like uh, uh, Beverly Hills last season was heavy. Uh, New Jersey was heavy. We have also the scandal that took like half our lives for the past like half of the year. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and trust me, I have some tea from New Jersey about season 14 that you don't want to miss either. Yeah, it's it's intense, and I'm gonna I'm gonna spill the tea. I have some tea, and I'm not supposed to be spilling it, but I'm going to do it because I, I mean, as might as well. I think everybody else knows by now, but there is more. Trust me, there is more than what we have learned so far. Okay, so let's start with Orange County. Orange County, honestly, you guys, I I am liking this season. I'm enjoying this season. I'm very into Taylor. I'm very into Jen, the new Jen. Um, she, to me, was the, uh, the MVP of the last episode. Uh, the way that she defended herself to Gina, I mean, I, I think she gave us uh, a little glimpse of what is to be a housewife. She's, she sounds and talks and acts like one of those old school housewives. The ones that... Okay, there is a mess. I'm going to address it. And if you want to move on, that's your problem. If you don't want to move on, it's not, it's, it's whatever, it's your business. Um, but I noticed a pattern when it comes to Tenra and, on this episode. I have mentioned that before. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see a pattern that I do not like. Uh, Tenra brought Taylor and Jen to the show. Obviously, Taylor is a friend of and Jen. Uh, Pedranti is a full-time housewife. Um, Taylor was talking to Heather about the IMBD, you know, the, the movie and all this stuff. 
and Tamra inserted herself and threw Taylor under the bus. She told Heather that Taylor was kind of making fun of her and her and her resume and all this stuff. I I don't like that. It's giving Lisa Rena. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but Tamra is giving Lisa Rena vibes that she brings every friend that she has because she wants to throw them under the bus for her to have something to talk about. Because let's be honest. Um, I know we are enjoying Tanra bringing, you know, whatever she brings to the show. She's a little messy and that's okay. We need, we need some messy housewives in the mix. So, you know, the other ones can like work for their paycheck and that's completely fine. And I'm happy that at least Tanra, um, knows how to stir the pot and somehow make it fun. I'm not saying that I'm agreeing with what she does because I've been very outspoken on, you know, not being a fan of Tanra because I have my also my personal experience with her in the past at a Bravo party. So I'm, I mean, I'm not a fan of her, but I appreciate what she brings to the show. You know, what she makes the other ladies do to work for their paycheck. On that scene, when she was talking to, to Tamra, uh, I mean, to Taylor, they were talking about the, the fact that Taylor said that Heather hasn't done anything to the 1900s. And Tamra said, like, I said 1990s. But if you notice, they did a flashback on that episode and on that scene. And Tamra actually said not 1900s. She said it. She lied. Again, then uh, we move on to her talking to Heather in the bathroom and Heather asked Tamra if she was also involved in making fun of her IMBD and her career and Tamra denied it. Once again, she said that she didn't say anything shady, that she was not being involved, or she uh, said nothing dismissive about her. And obviously, producers went ahead and showed the, the preview where she was actually doing that. Once again, Tamra was caught being a liar. So at this point, whoever believes anything that Tamra says... I mean, I'm going to I'm going to question your two brain cells. Because on this season so far, once again has been proven that Tamra tends to lie to create drama. So if you're listening to to her podcast, whatever whatever podcast she has, if you're believing everything that they said at face uh, at face value, then you need to question your own life decision because, I mean, based on the show itself, she is a liar. Even Taylor was questioning her the, her friendship with her. You know, in her, you know, in that moment, she's thinking like, like I thought we had a bond. Like I thought we had something. I know you for a long time. We had a great time on that trip that we had together. That trip. I mean, obviously they didn't say Ultimate Girl Trip, but she, on that trip that we had together, they showed that little clip from that show. She said we had a great time. So why are you doing this once again? Uh, another 
very typical Tamra move. It's like she came on the show already having an issue with her friend, Shannon. At this point, they seem to be moving forward with their friendship. They, they forgot about the past. They, they are taking shots. They are showing each other's underwear. I mean, you know, Tamra was on the floor with like the little emoji underwear uh, all exposed and whatever. I hope I hope she has different type of emoji in underwear depend on her mood because that would be fucking hysterical. Like whenever she's mad, she has like a an, like a mad emoji. Whenever she's like horny, she has like the devil emoji. Uh, you know, with the little horns, the, the the purple one. Or whenever she wants to drink, she has like a martini or like a champagne bottle emoji in her underwear. That would be fucking hysterical, you guys. I kind of want that. Now that I think about it, I should get different underwear with emojis just to show my my emotion like if somebody asks me how you feel today i'm gonna just like open my pants and show my emoji <laughs> no i'm not doing that i'm not gonna show my underwear to anybody i don't want to get arrested and i don't think uh i don't think that that should be done without consent <laughs> there is a talk on this show especially on this last episode about Jen Pedranti's um, relationship and how it ended and how it started. You know, um, at this point, Tamra is going after Ryan, right? Uh, she is going after Jen's uh, partner, right? Uh that's like her boyfriend. I, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. I, I forgot if they are engaged or married, but I think that's her boyfriend. So I'm gonna call her. I'm gonna call him her partner, right? So allegedly, Ryan told Tamra's friend when he saw her for the first time at her gym that he was going to fuck her. And. She's telling this to Heather and Shannon. I think that's a horrible thing to do. I think that's a really, really shitty thing to do because if Jen is truly your friend, you should have approached her first before you started talking to other people. And no, what Tamra said, the reason why she didn't talk to Jen was because she didn't want to like get her mad or like or like you know like start drama, but then now she's here on national TV talking about uh, their relationship. Uh, there was also a moment when Gina was talking to Emily. And Emily said, like, what we all are, I mean, at least I was thinking that. Uh, Emily said that, you know, it's typical Tamra to do that, to be. Uh, to not be a friend to anyone, you know, to, to be a friend to herself. And I'm, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, Emily is literally working this season, even over the phone, because this happened when she had COVID. She couldn't go to Montana because of that reason. So I'm impressed with this level of work that even when she's so far away from the action, she's still spot. She's still hitting it on the nail. Um, Even... On her confessional, like, she is reading the room pretty well. Gina, on the other hand, uh, she is way too, 
I don't know. I, I understand that there are triggers for people. I think we all have different triggers, but I think Gina has made a, her own like mission to make Jem feel like she needs to do something to make Gina feel better about herself. Or, you know, this whole PTSD about, you know, Gina being cheated on and all the stuff. I mean, that is not Jen's problem. And I think Gina is putting this on her shoulder. I mean, on her back, on Jen's back. Like, like a talking. I'm like, I'm like, no. I mean, Gina needs to realize that she needs to go to a fucking therapist to get over her issue with, um, you know, her ex cheated on her and all this stuff. It's like at the end of the episode when when she tried to call, you know, her boyfriend, right? And Heather told her, like, you need to stop calling him about this because he is not your family. He's not, uh, you know, whatever. He's not your brother. Uh, he's not. He, he, he shouldn't be doing that. And I, I 100% agree with Heather because... When you get into a relationship, right? I think you shouldn't bring your baggage from a previous one and expect your new relationship to fix that. Because each relationship, it's, um, it's a two-way street, right? Um, when you come into a relationship, make sure you come prepared to embrace the new person for who they are and also understand that your past is none of the other person's business or their fault. If you have been cheated on, you cannot come into a new relationship expecting the other person to fix those feelings for you. That is your own journey and your own path, correct? And that's what I like about Heather. Heather made it very clear that instead of calling, you know, her boyfriend, she should be calling her friends or talk to her. She's right there, you know. Um, there, there, there was a conversation between Gina and Jen where I became a Jen fan. Like I saw why she is a housewife. Uh, there was uh, Jen said, like this is verbatim: "My past and my path might not make sense." But it's not my job to make you feel good about it. Thank you. Thank you, Jen, for saying that. Because that's what Gina has been expecting her to do since she explained her relationship with, like, you know, her ex and her current boyfriend. Correct? Um, definitely annoys how Gina has put on that on her on her back. I, it annoys me. I think it, it's... Um, it's very interesting because even though it might seem like a um it might seem like trying to have a story on the show, but at the same time it's a very a very real feeling. Like I understand that like uh there are triggers for people. Like it might not be um as obvious to us because we are not in her shoes in this moment. 
But as somebody who has been through being cheated on and stuff like that, it took me a long time to get over those feelings. But I never put those on somebody else's experience and somebody else's path. And that's why I like Jen when she said that, because it's not her problem to fix Gina's feelings. None. Zero. There was another moment where uh, Jen said, uh, Gina, I go to bed at night and I am okay with who I am. Those, those words like hit home for me because people tend to judge others, correct? The way that they live their life, the way that they handle their uh, business, the way that they handle their relationships. And people expect them to feel bad about themselves or to feel like they are bad people or to feel like they need to do something to change other people's mind. So I appreciate that, that Jen told uh, Gina to like, hey, you know what? I mean, you feel that way? Cool, but I'm going to bed and I'm feeling good about myself. Like, that's all I care about. Um, as far as what we are being told of this story, right? It seems like Jen was already on the outs with her previous husband. And... There was no relationship while she was married. And there was just like a connection with Ryan. There was a connection. But Taylor, uh, uh, Tamra kept saying that, that Jen cheated on her ex by going to this guy's car and having sex in the back of the car. And Jen denied it. Jen denied it. Herself denied it. And... I choose to believe her until proven differently, you know, because Tamra lied like so many times in just one episode. So why should I take her word as like is the truth? I it's hard for me to believe anything that Tamra says because for the past like three or four episodes, everything that she had said and come out of her mouth is a lie. A proven lie. I mean, we saw it with the IMBD. We saw it with um, with the way that she told Heather that she was not involved in the conversation with Taylor or that she wasn't making fun of her when she was, in fact, making fun of her during the conversation with Taylor and during the confessional in that moment. So she lied. I'm not taking, you know, what she said. I mean, in Tanra, as like the truth, because I highly doubt it. I still think that Taylor and Jen are great addition to the show. From my perspective, as, as, a, as a viewer, I think Taylor and Jen are the ones who are making Orange County fun to watch. Because Taylor, Taylor is an OG. She is. She was one of the 
OGs from Beverly Hills. She knows how to create drama and make it petty and make it fun without sounding like kind of like vindictive, you know, kind of like mad at somebody. She's just she just knows how to be petty. And I like that about her, you know. She knows how to like, you know, stir a little drama, but at the same time, just laugh about it too, you know. Um, also, her confessionals are another reason why Tam uh, Taylor is shining. There was a moment when they were planning going on a campaign, and she said verbatim, uh, because, uh, believe it or not, growing up in Oklahoma, they do not require you to go camping. Camping, to me, is the Ricks Carson. And I, I just die. That was freaking hysterical. It's so typical Taylor that it's bringing what he was missing in previous seasons. Obviously, the magic of Orange County it still feels a little lost. But we are heading on the right direction, if you ask me. It's like they went to this camping thing. And there were these two ladies cooking. And they were talking as the other ones were fighting. I'm just thinking, like, to be that person, to be the, the person in charge of the grill while the housewife are fighting on one corner. And one of the girls said to the other women, like, do you want to go check if they want anything? And she's like, ah, oh, not really. Not me. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in this one. All I'm thinking is like, God damn it. If I was there, I've been running to see what they're talking about and get involved in the mess. Like, that's why you are in a grill and you're not a housewife. Because in that moment, you had the chance to be the star of the show and you decided to stick to the little grill flipping uh, steaks. Like, come on. If, if I was there in that moment, I would have run because I would have given them a show. I would have asked questions. I would have been like, what the hell is happening here? We were supposed to have a good time. You bitches are fighting. What's happening here? Like, what's good? Um... I know. She said, like, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> uh, honestly, it, it, it's, it's been quite the interesting season. You know, it was also great. Uh, Tamra shared that, you know, Ryan sent a dick pic. And the dick pic was supposed to be just for... Um, for Jen, but he has like, I guess like a group message with like kids and whatever. And he went to like all of them while, while they were like in an airplane. And Tanra said like, what 45 year old man is sending dick pics? And I'm like, um, have you been on Grinder? Do you have gay friends? Trust me. Um, there are plenty. There's plenty men out there sending uh, dick pics. And also I like that Jen and Ryan took that as the opportunity to create merch. They created these like hats that say dick pic. It's like hashtag dick pic. Um, I think it's fucking genius because it's funny and it's true. I mean, I don't know about Tanra. Tanra, I mean, out of all the people out there, Tanra uh, kind of taking this like sexual joke between two adults, right? And making it seem like this like Per, like like pervy thin when she was in a freaking hot tub for the world to see with Eddie on one of the most uncomfortable things to watch on housewife history that 
top scene when they like making out, it was so gross to watch. It was not sexy. Uh, it, it was like there was no connection there. It was just so produced for the show that I, I, it just makes me want to throw up in my mouth. But I mean, if you are in a relationship, I am here for that. You know, like send me dick pics. If you are my, you know, like when my, you know, my partner goes away, my husband goes away, I'm expecting him to send me some dick pics too. I'm like, I'm home alone. Like, whatever. Let's FaceTime, make it cool, make it hot, like make it spicy. You know, FaceTime or call me and start like, you know, you know, dirty talking over the phone, you know, airdrop some dick pics. I, I, I'm all for that. That's how you keep a relationship spicy. So I just don't understand how Tamara is trying to make this such a big deal. It sounds so hypocritical. It sounds so hypocritical because... um. Tanra is one of those very sexual type of people. You can't tell the way that she talks, the way that she drinks, the way she, like, you know, she's always been very like that. And that is okay. That's her power. So trying to, to dim somebody else's relationship for being, you know, sexy, I think is dumb. So, yeah, that, that happened on Orange County. But if you have any thoughts or any opinions on... On this season, please leave a comment on the section in the on the uh, YouTube section on the podcast or Instagram. Kane Cordova, I see you here. You are sharing a lot of thoughts. Um, I'm gonna share this. Uh, I'm gonna share this one. Tamra trying to create drama. Uh, I see you talk about Kyle having a 5.3 million dollar second mortgage on her house. I spoke about it on my previous podcast. I I explained why I think they did that. So you can also guys check that out. Yes, they took out a 5.3 million dollar mortgage on their home, but I do have a feeling why and it's not necessarily money troubles. I think it's more related to heading into a possible divorce or separation. But Anyways, let's talk about Jersey because Jersey, oh my gosh, I'm already exhausted, you guys. I'm already exhausted and it hasn't even started filming. I mean, this show, this show needs new producers. That's my take on this whole mess. As we all know, even though people are trying to say that it's it's just a verbal contract or just they just let them know. No, they are all coming back. Like, let's just put it this way. Am I happy? No, I'm not happy. And this is not because I don't like Melissa and all this stuff. Yeah, obviously, if I'm Team Teresa, I want Melissa gone. But I'm, I'm, I'm not the type of person who's like making a whole campaign to fire a housewife. But I'm going to tell you a reason why she should be fired. I'm going to give you my opinion. At this point, Melissa has no storyline on her own that weighed more than what Teresa has brought on the show. People might not like Teresa, and I com- I understand that. I understand that people don't like Teresa. But we cannot deny the fact that Teresa has given everything to that show. No filter, no nothing. She has been uh, pregnant. She has been married. He gave birth on the show. 
She went to prison on the show. And yes, people say, like, oh, that's not a great storyline. But guess what? She did. And she went and came back stronger. And that comeback story was also a big part of Teresa's storyline. So it's not just going to prison. It's also coming back stronger to the show. To the point that Bravo waited for her to come back to continue filming. That is the power of an icon. And at this point, I do not think that there is a way for Teresa and Melissa to fix their problems on camera in a sincere way. My, my idea of what the producers are trying to do is to have a season of like hunky-dory moments. With the whole entire cast. Like pretend the season 13 never happened. And there's no issues to talk about. Like if every issue was resolved. But we all know that that is not true. And that's where I have a problem. I have a problem when. Um, when they try to. Fix issues without talking about it. Like, just pretend that the time between uh, the reunion and starting filming, everybody just forgot what they did, forgot the problems, forgot all the attacks online. Because let me remind you one thing. Jennifer Aiden was on my podcast, Right? We talk about BravoCon very briefly because we couldn't get an answer on the actual reunion. As she told us all, whoever listened and told me, uh, that they tried to talk about it on the reunion, but you know the conversation between Teresa and Melissa was so like overpowering that every time that they tried to brought up any different topic, it would go back to that. And let me tell you one thing. I still believe that the real campaign on this show was for Rachel Fuda, Margaret, and, Je- and, and what's it called? Melissa to deflect from their actions on the show and outside the show by blaming everything on Louis. Because every time that somebody mentioned anything about them, they will be like, but Louis said this, and Louis did that, and Louis said this, and all this stuff. Their shield was the whole uh, private investigator. That was their shield. That's how they got away with it, right? Um, But that should have been an excuse. If I was Andy, I would have to be like, okay, just... I would have been like, just answer the question. We need to talk about more stuff, not just the Melissa and Teresa saga. There was an obvious campaign. And that, from my perspective, was the real campaign. There was no smear campaign against uh, Frank Catania. I, I don't even care for Frank Catania. I never heard anything about it until he himself brought it up on the reunion. And then he blamed it on Louis. 
once again, making everything about them so they can talk about their problems. Because when is it going to be the time when the Gorgas have to talk about their own legal issues? Because they are very public and we are not making this stuff up. When is it going to be the time when they have to talk about their, you know, very public uh, behavior during BravoCon? This is not something that the, the Jennifer made up. This is something that we all saw, that we witnessed, that we watched a full video from Jennifer's uh, assistant that the Gorgas did not know was being recorded. And the funniest part is, is that they put out the first video to make it seem like Jennifer was the aggressor because they knew that people would take that uh, narrative and run with it. But I'm so happy that Jennifer Aiden's uh, um, assistant was quick enough to record the other ones without noticing it. Because if she didn't do that, we will be talking about how Jennifer Aiden was uh, attacking or harassing the Gorgas because the Gorgas wanted that to happen. How are we, how, I'm I'm just trying to make sense at the fact that everybody on that cast is coming back, including Jackie and Jim Fessler. They are coming back as friend of. There is no changes moving forward for this uh, cast. People, make sure that you believe that. Make sure that you are ready for that. Make sure that you make your own choice to watch or not watch when the season comes back because there's no newbie coming in. There's nobody coming in. They are trying to give us a hunky-dory season so we don't talk about topics that didn't didn't make like to the show. I mean, how can Jennifer Aiden move forward with like Melissa or Margaret? When they were just talking recently about her, you know? Margaret spoke about Olivia on a podcast. That was taken down. You know, and also they liked posts on Instagram. They retweeted stuff making fun of like Teresa. I cut that last night. I, I screenshot it. I haven't posted it because I'm tired of talking about New Jersey. I'm tired. But I screenshot it just for future purposes, just to make sure that I have that in my um Arsenal, like Margaret will say. Joe Gorga liked a post that was making fun of Teresa. And production want us to move forward with this like storyline that they're going to be all fine and they're going to be like, uh, you know, family again and they have to like talk about it on camera and stuff like that. Because I'm pretty sure that's my feeling. That's what I think is going to happen. They probably are going to try to like have a scene where, you know, Teresa sits down with like Joe Gorga and Melissa and talk it out. And okay, let's try to be friendly again. That's what I think they're trying to do. 
But I don't think it's fair to Teresa when she said herself at the reunion that her family has hurt her so much that she doesn't want anything with them. So either production gonna have to like film in two different group settings or that's gonna be a very awkward season to watch. You know? Once again, I just don't get how you move forward with this show with the same cast when there's going to be no real resolution. This cast is extremely divided. They haven't spoken one side of the couch to the other side of the couch since the reunion. Meaning like, you know, Rachel, Margaret, and Melissa haven't spoken to Danielle, Jennifer, and Teresa, and I think even Dolores since they filmed the reunion. And they start filming in August, the first week of August, they start filming. I just don't know how, how this show is gonna, gonna last. Because I, I I I don't I don't know how how I'm gonna deal with another season of the uh, Melissa versus Teresa fight, but I also do not want a fake storyline of like a um, we are fixing our problems we or or whatever. No, that's not what they want. Obviously, they don't want that. They they still are fighting online. Especially the Gorgas. Like, they don't talk because they have a gag order. That's why they haven't said much. But they have made sure to like post, to retweet post, or to, like, share on stories and stuff. Because I, 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 I might not like them, but I do see their posts on my feed. Because I gotta make sure that I have information that I can bring you guys that makes sense. So... And what's Teresa doing? Uh, she hasn't said anything. She hasn't done anything. She's not liking posts. She's not sharing posts. But she doesn't care. She's too busy with her family, enjoying her life. While the other ones are really trying hard to make a story or something. It's like that storyline with Rachel adopting her son and all the stuff, which is all fine and hunky dory. But we just read a. An article recently where they brought their 16-year-old son to talk about her like biological mother, his biological mother, the one that is in jail or whatever. And I think that is completely trash. Because no matter what, they shouldn't be making that kid talk to the media about his feelings about his mother. I don't think that is a-okay. People complain about Gia having a confessional when she is over 20. And she's been on the show since she was a little girl. She's been on the show longer than Melissa. That's how long she's been on the show. 
And people complain when Gia shares her story as an adult now that she has lived that. She has lived that and she's allowed to share her experience on the show because we had seen her going through it on the show. I don't remember people complaining about the Menzos having uh, you know, time on a reunion to come out and talk to Teresa. I don't remember people complaining about, you know, uh, like I said before, uh, Fuda's kid talking to the press to trash, trash talk his biological mother. I don't understand the, the, the double standard. Like, do I think the kid should be talking to the media about it? No, he's a kid. He's 16. But that was the parents' decision to do that. And to me, it's tacky coming from the from the foodas to do that on a public platform. But I do appreciate when Gia speaks her mind because she might be a kid in the eyes to many, but she's also an adult. She she literally graduated from college a couple of you know weeks ago. She's no kid anymore. And it's okay for her to express her feelings on the show. So as you guys can see, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to make sure that you guys understand that I'm recapping events that have happened like in the past year that we didn't see on the show. Or we didn't see um, talked about during the reunion, especially. So moving forward, how do you think it's okay to bring the same cast with absolutely no changes, starting filming in August, expecting the cast to get along and have a fun season? Because, um, yeah. What is that about? The fact that we didn't really get like a true resolution between the Gorgas and Jennifer. How how would you feel? I want to ask this to, to the listeners and to the viewers, and I hope you can leave me a comment on, on YouTube or, or anywhere, because I want to know how you feel. How would you feel if the new season starts and suddenly everybody is okay? Do you think that would be a realistic way to have a season of New Jersey? Do you think that will be the way to remove the toxic from the show by producing things without proper um, approach? I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Obviously, I'm gonna be watching. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna watch Jersey now. No, I mean if you don't watch it. That's on you, and I think, and I respect that. I think everybody had the right to watch whatever show they want to watch. 
But um, I'm going to watch it because obviously I need to create content on it. I need to like recap it. Um, but I'm not looking forward to it, you guys. And this is nothing to do with you no know, having Melissa back with Teresa and... It's more like knowing that this show is not going to move forward. It's knowing that we are getting to the point where Jersey might even go like Ronnie. They needs a full on recast, which I don't want to. I don't want that because there are some good, good housewife in this franchise. They just need to make one change to change the, the whole dynamic of the group. And it's not fair that people expect Teresa to defend herself on her own. Like, we watched the reunion, right? And a lot of people were like, oh, nobody should be talking for Teresa. Oh, nobody should be there for her. Nobody sh and Like, when literally nobody was talking and people were still complaining about it. But people are okay with Melissa having Margaret being her mouthpiece or having now Rachel being her mouthpiece and stuff like that. So I'm not okay with that either. I'm not okay with having um, this like mentality where Teresa can't have people, you know, like true friends having her back. I hate that. Like, I, I do not want to see... Like real friendship dynamics changing. I do not. I do not want that. I do not want that. I will be really disappointed that they want to just like, okay, let's just pretend that everything is fine. But because Teresa is not signing on the whole be body body with her family, I don't want her to be on an island by herself. You know, because that's her own decision. And I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm I'm sure that Jennifer is going to be there for her. It's, she's also always going to have her back because they're true friends. But at the same time, there's going to be a point where, like, Teresa is going to feel so isolated. And that is not fair. I mean, if 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 Melissa has her friends to, like, defend her and stuff like that, then... I mean, at this point, the show is not going to move anywhere. We're going to be talking about this a year from now. Like, you know what? Like, I feel like I'm just watching season 13 once again. It truly feels like production. I, I doesn't know how to like maneuver this show anymore because you can you you can't have a uh, a good ensemble when the whole ensemble is literally divided there's no way for the show to work as an ensemble cast when the ensemble is literally falling apart you need to you need to pick up you know your 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 route. You need to make sure you make changes because if you, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If nothing changes, nothing changes.
And I do believe the jersey was up for a change. Luckily, we don't get a full summer in Jersey this time around. I'm, I'm, believe, I'm believing that because they start in August, we might get all the way to Thanksgiving. So we will see some of the, um, you know, the change of foliage, like the fall in Jersey, uh, Halloween in Jersey. Maybe Thanksgiving like will be like kind of the season finale. That's what I'm thinking too, like timeline. I'm also thinking... How is this going to be different from previous season? Because we haven't had a Jersey Christmas in a while. We haven't had uh, holidays in Jersey in a while. So I'm trying to see how maybe producers want this show to go. So if you think about it, if they start in August and usually production is three months, three months and a half, uh, that will make me believe that it will go from the first week of August all the way to mid-November. And that's when, you know, Thanksgiving is. It's like, like Thanksgiving time. So I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked that the, the big finale is Thanksgiving. <laughs> There's going to be a turkey flip this time. We have the table flip, the iconic table flip. Then we got, we got the, the, the cheese tray flip. There is a flop. That cheese tray flip was so a flop. It's embarrassing. And I will not... Put it past uh, season 14 to have the season of the turkey flip. <laughs> this is just me, just, uh, just my guess, but it seems like it could go that way. I hope I'm right, not on the turkey flip, but like having at least Thanksgiving, you know, as part of the, the season because we need something else. Then the Jersey Shore. I love the Jersey Shore. I'm from Jersey. I've gone to the Jersey Shore every summer since I'm 13 because I moved here when I was 13. So since I was 13, I go to the Jersey Shore every single summer and it's fun and everything. But on this show has become too repetitive. And that is with Jersey, you guys. I want to know what you think about it. Leave the comments. Yes, let me know. Um, let's talk about Vanderpump Rules real quick. They're filming. They have filmed at uh, Pump for the uh, for the closing party. It was great. They also uh, filmed uh, something about her. You know, um, Katie's and. Um, Katie and and Ariana's new shop. They filmed there too. And yesterday, we got some uh, fan video from a reunion between Tom Sandoval and Tom Swartz. It seems to be like the first time they see each other for uh, in a while. You know, Tom has been touring the country with her with his uh, wedding band, cover band, or whatever. Um, and Swartz was, uh, you know, doing press for the Mars show, whatever. He was also filming. And it seems like they are having issues, Tom and Tom. Yeah, I, I think um, we might get a, a season of Swartz versus, versus Sandoval, for the very first time. 
I mean, they do have issues. They do have issues in their friendship after the scandal because it seemed like Swartz felt played by Sandoval. And also they have financial issues with the restaurant. And I wouldn't be surprised that Swartz feels like Sandoval is focusing too much on his music career. I'm doing air quotes right now because that is not a music career. That is just a wedding band, like a cover band. And if you pay money for that, I feel sorry for you. Also, in the Vanderpump Rules universe, today we found out or got confirmed because this rumor is like the worst kept rumor ever. But Ariana is actually joining Dancing with the Stars. They had a really cute video to like um, to announce that on Good Morning America. Uh, it was Derek at the shop, uh, something about her. Uh, he introduces Ariana, and I love that he said, um, say goodbye to the drama and hello to the dance floor. And Ariana comes out and they start like, doing a funny dance. I'm excited for Ariana. She deserves everything, not just because of the scandal. I'm saying this because she has been working hard. Some people have been really mean on the comment section now, and I don't understand it. I mean, I get this like, oh, I need to see her again in another show. I'm so tired of her. She's everywhere. Guess what? She is working. She is working and getting her money. That's what she's doing. So, yes, the scandal was kind of like the catalyst to all this for her. So good. That's a lesson for all of us. That's a lesson for all of us. If you get cheated on, instead of staying home crying about it, go out there and work hard and get your bag. You know, you might not get million dollars endorsements like Ariana, but I'm pretty sure that if you focus your energy on yourself, more positive things happen to you on that terrible time of your life. That's a lesson that I have, you know, gotten from her. She didn't stay home for months crying about it. You know, she didn't stay home and said, I'm the victim. She went out there and took every opportunity to make herself, you know, um, you know, busier and traveling and meeting new people, you know, taking her time to enjoy, you know, life again, because what, what she went through. It's horrible, but she didn't act like it was going to destroy her. And that is a lesson for all of us. I am going to be watching. I'm hoping that the first dance is either Raise Your Glass, which is, you know, like the Vanderpump Rules uh, soundtrack or Good As Gold by Sheena. It needs to be Vanderpump related. The first one needs to be like, okay, I'm a Vanderpump Rules member, a cast member, and obviously then after that, it will be different songs because you don't want to be just that one, like one, uh, one trick pony. Yeah. You don't want to be like, just like, oh, I'm just a Vanderpump Rules cast member, you know, but I do hope the first dance is either raise your glass or good as gold. Those are my choices. <laughs> and I'm going to be watching. 
I might not be recapping because recapping Dancing with the Stars kind of like doesn't make any sense. But I'll be watching. I will be bringing you the tea of the dance that she does and how she's doing. I'm going to be voting. You know, this is one of the biggest elections that we have in this country. <laughs> oh, God. Let's not talk about politics. This is not a political podcast. I don't care about politics. Don't care. I mean, I do care in real life. I'm saying not on this podcast. Um, but this is, uh, this is a very important election, so you better vote for Ariana. I'm going to be campaigning for her real hard on my social media, so you might be getting a little annoyed when the time comes, but it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I love dancing. I'm a, I'm a trained dancer myself. I did uh, street jazz and hip-hop dancing when I was in my teenage years and kind of early 20s. I stopped doing it because I went to college and I kind of focused more on my studies and, you know, whatever. But I did it for like almost like, what, like eight years of my life. So uh, I appreciate Dancing with the Star for that reason. Like seeing people who are trained dancers mixed with people who have no idea about dancing. (laughs) Ah, Talking about having no idea. Was me watching that Real Housewives of Atlanta mid-season trailer? I had no idea what was happening. I'm still confused. There is a lot of stuff and nothing at all at the same time. I'm not impressed. I'm not sold. Um, I'm actually quite disappointed because Atlanta has been Bravo's crown jewel when it comes to like very funny, very like... uh, iconic moments in in the housewife universe but this season in particular it just it's not giving much i mean i've been giving it the chance and i've been watching it obviously because it's still stuff that i really appreciate of the show but i sometimes i feel like even if i miss an episode i'm not missing much and that was never the case of atlanta in the past you know during this, uh, I'm gonna read my notes because I, I I wrote down notes, you guys. That's how that's how organized I'm trying to be. <laughs> I'm not that great when it comes to like following scripts. Like I'm not good at it. I like just to like give my opinion and like go with it, and not not like go with it because it sounds like I don't care. But like I just like to express my feelings and just put it all out there. <laughs> Sometimes it gets me in trouble, but. I did write down some of my uh, some of the stuff that I noticed on this trailer because I wanted to make sure that I explain it to you. There is not much that impressed me on this uh, trailer. I think the most impressive part was a rabbit BBL. Yeah, I'm talking about the animal. They are shopping for uh, for food or something. They show like a like. Uh, skinned rabbit and then they show like the ass and they and and drew said like i need the bunny's number i like the, the doctor's number i'm like okay i guess they're trying to be funny and I'm, I'm here for that but that's 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 how that's how how i feel about this this trailer i was not inspired i'm not not really into it i don't know why uh, we also see there's a lot of pregnancy talking and like, you know, 
baby talk on this trailer. We see Kenya talking about her embryos and wanting to have another kid. And on the other hand, we have Sonia announcing her pregnancy on the show. I wonder if part of the reason of her trying to kick her family out of the house is because, you know, she knew that that was coming. That could be. That could be one of the reasons why they want the house to themselves. Maybe they were planning on having another kid and they felt like it was a little too many people in the house and it was time to like make a room for a new baby. I don't know. It could be that. And we were going to find that out later on in the season. There's not, that there's not that many episodes left. We are literally in the mid-season part of the show. So there should be like maybe like a total of 16 episodes, I believe, plus the reunions. Uh, we see Marlos dating this guy that we just met on the show. And she talks about him like, oh, he needs to go to church. Like a husband or whatever. Like, And, and her friend is like, husband? Once again, proving that Marlo is too aware of the camera. Too aware of the production. And she is saying stuff just to like create a moment. That's how I feel about this. Um, not a fan of Marlo as a housewife. There's another part that I'm actually quite annoyed with her. Um, because we are getting to the part where Drew and Ralph relationship falls apart. We started to see the glimpse of what is coming. You know, we know that they got a divorce. So... Based on the trailer, it seems like Drew uh, had like a kiss, like on camera kiss. She's like in a movie or something or a music video. I'm not really sure what she's filming because we are not completely out. I mean, we don't know if it's like a movie or a TV show or a music video, but she's filming something, right? And she kisses a girl on camera right it seems like the name Tai Young is brought up to the conversation she is a basketball player and Marlo talks about it on the on the on the trailer saying that she videotaped it that she had receipts of Drew kissing a girl. And this is another reason why I'm not very happy with Marlo on the show. Because she has been involved in trying to out cast members before. I don't know if you guys remember season 9 when they were sitting on a table and the iconic... Who said that? Who said that came to be? And the reason why that iconic line happened was because Marlo asked Candy if she was a lesbian. Which, by the way, that is not her business. None of her business. And Candy was laughing about it and saying, like, no, like, who said that? 
you know? Um, but that's honestly why I'm not very impressed with Marlo once again, because it seems like she wanted to use whatever is happening in this clip, on this music video or whatever, to use it against Drew saying that she was making out with a girl. That's what it seems to be happening based on what I watch on the trailer. And like I said before, once again, that is nobody's business. The same lecture that I gave you guys on the Kyle and Mauricio situation where, where people are trying to out Kyle as either bi or something because she is, I mean, allegedly having an affair with a woman, which by the way, like I said before at the beginning, she has denied that. So let's just move on. And that's how I feel with the whole Marlo and Drew. Like, like stop this like campaign of outing people. Like, is it truly necessary? In my opinion, my opinion here is that I have paid attention to the show and Ralph is quite a questionable guy. Ralph doesn't look like the, um, the faithful type of guy. That's just my opinion. So I think it's really funny how he's trying to run with this narrative that Drew is a cheater or something like that. I really want to see how this whole, um, you know, kiss comes to be. Because if Drew kissed a girl on camera for whatever project she's working on and they're going to run with it to try to paint Drew as a bisexual woman or whatever, I'm going to be really mad because that is disgusting. I said it before. Stop using people's sexuality or sexual journey as a vendetta to hurt somebody. That is nobody's business. So I won't have an opinion on it until this episode airs. But as I saw on the trailer, it's giving me once again the same vibe that when Marlo was trying to uh, kind of like make a scene by calling or asking Candid if she was a lesbian. So it seems like a pattern to me. I don't know, you guys. It gave me the, 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 the weird vibes. Very weird vibes. Because it's the second time the Miss Marlowe would be involved in this type of conversation. And she would be... The second time that she's actually engaging and trying to use that. You know, so that's my take on the Atlanta 
mid-season trailer. I don't know why I had this long-ass pause. <laughs> I think I was just like trying to think what I'm going to say next. But what I'm going to say next is also about somebody in the uh, Housewife of Atlanta universe. And it's Kim Zolciak and uh, Corey. Today, uh, TMZ broke the news that they are kind of like stopping the filing of their divorce. Um, yeah, they're calling it off. They're calling it off, the divorce. And I'm like shocked once again because I was shocked when they announced the divorce. I always felt like they were okay as a couple. I mean, I'm not, I don't know their ins and outs of the relationship, but they always seemed like they were a okay couple, you know? But then the divorce happened and I was shocked. And for the past like two weeks or so, they have been very nasty on social medias. So, like, you know, like, uh, Corey saying that Kim has a gambling uh, problem and then cheating issues or so many things, like being broke and all this stuff, like all this, like, name-calling and and really nasty uh, posts about each other. I was like, okay, they, they are... They are done. Like, this is over. And then today, they do that? That's kind of weird. So, according of, to the court document that TMZ obtained, uh, Kim Zolziak filed on Friday to dismiss her divorce filing. And then Corey is also going to be filing the same dismissal uh, petition. And they're going to move forward like nothing happened. They are trying to figure out how to, you know, make things work. And, you know, especially for the kids. And love was never the issue. That's what, that's like the, that's a quick read on the uh, article. That's pretty much like the main points of the article. So... I, I, I don't get it. If if love was not the issue, why why do they have to be so nasty online? Like why? Like give me a reason where if you love somebody, you humiliate them on a very big platform. You know, that is not love to me. That is a lot of issues if you ask me. So if they trying to fix their problem, that's all cute and everything. But to me, it seems like the problems are way too deep and way too toxic that they couldn't keep them to themselves and they published them for the world to see. So even though I'm happy that they're trying to fix the stuff for the kids, at the same time, I feel like this is a big mistake because to me, that is what a toxic relationship is all about. And that's why I moved to a new platform. I started using Threads. It's like this new app on 
on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you better go follow me on Instagram because I always give extra tea on Instagram, right? Just like the same way they're doing Twitter. It's two different types of tea, uh, different takes. And um, yes, please go follow me on Instagram. But now there is threads, which is like Instagram's version of Twitter, right? And like I mentioned before, I'm using it to give you more like a really raw insight of my thoughts connected to the Bravo universe. Not just like my, my personal life. I, I, I'm not going to be that person who like uses my platform to just talk about myself, even though I do that a lot. <laughs> but, um, but you know, like everybody's migrating. Housewife are, are migrating. They're all posting like, we are here. We are in threads. And, uh, you know, you know, some housewife are using their own taglines with threat included, like, like you know, the iconic who's going to check me boo by Shiresh. She posted who's going to threat me boo. I mean, and everything is all cute and hunky-dory. But today I was checking threats and somebody posted that Jane Shah was threatening too. And I'm like... Women, you are in fucking prison. What the freak are you doing? Like, like whoever is running her social media needs to like chill, chill, because that is crazy. Jen Shah has me blocked, so I can't see her threats. Um, I think she got offended by something that I said, which, by the way, I was so nice to her during BravoCon. I spoke to her. We were dancing on the dance floor. Um, I was on my eighth or ninth glass of champagne when I approached her and I told her, I wish you good luck with whatever you're going through. I hope everything goes your way. I was so drunk that night. Um, I, was not, I was not a mess because I'm not a messy drunk. I tend to be very composed. I can handle my alcohol. But I was in that place where alcohol was just talking. And I told her, you know, good luck. Well, a um, couple of weeks later, I posted something on Instagram because I, I mean, just because I said something nice doesn't mean that I have to like, like ignore what's happening out there that she herself put herself through. Like, I, oh, that was the time, around the time when she went to a court and pled guilty. So I said, like, oh, goddamn, like, you lied to everybody. And she blocked me for that reason, right? Uh, so I can see her post on Instagram. So obviously, I can see her threats. So I screenshot the thing because somebody posted it, right? And her threat reads, quote, quote, verbatim, hope everyone is doing amazing emoji heart, Crown emoji, B emoji, kind of like Queen B. I'm like, this is the most outrageous shit that a housewife has done when it comes down to tone deaf mentality. You are in prison because you stole money from the elderly. I don't think you should have a social media manager or whatever you have, joining threads to post something so tone deaf, like hope everybody's doing amazing. Like, no, 
All we want to do is for you to like finalize your shit in jail, in prison, and come back to society and do better. That's what we want you to do instead of being more invested on being part of a new app in social media. That, to me, was mind-blowing. And, like, you, you, you can't be serious, you know? And I applaud whoever runs her social media because, I mean, I would be embarrassed if I was the person who went ahead and posted, I hope everyone is having a shamazing, everybody's doing shamazing, with not only that, three excellent three exclamation points, a heart emoji, a crown emoji, and a V emoji. Jesus Christ. Crazy. But once again, if you have threats on Instagram, you can also follow me there. Uh, I'm going to try to keep that different than Twitter. I'm trying to give you different takes of Martini with Eddie. Like, you don't know what which personality is going to come out. Is it going to be Eddie on Twitter, Namaste Eddie, or is it going to be fucking nuts threads Eddie? I mean, I don't know. It's going to be, it's, it's kind of like a, like, like a, a fucking um, roulette, like, like a lottery. You don't know which one you're going to get. So I invite you to come and join me on threads. I see Aaron here. Aaron, uh, thank you for joining. Obviously, you're always here, and I love you so much. Um, I she said I just started following you. I'm Martini with Eddie on Threads. I just got Threads and follow you immediately, and I appreciate that. And everybody, go follow Aaron too on Threads too, and please go follow me too. And that is you guys. Everything I have for you for from the Bravo Universe, and that was a lot. That was a lot. But if you want more, if you want more Bravo tea, Bravo humor, Bravo takes, you know where to find them. You can go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Remember, for those who weren't here before or or, or know about this, but I finally are able to monetize my YouTube channel and I have created a membership only section where I'm going to be doing a top 10 recap of the best 10 episodes of Beverly Hills. I chose this top 10 and I'm going to recap them. The first episode comes out next week. The first episode for members only comes out next week. It's going to be my number 10 as the best on the top 10 episode of Beverly Hills. Number 10. It's going to be dropping weekly, right? On this member-only section, you can also find behind the scenes. And I'm going to be posting exclusive, 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 exclusive um, videos from BravoCon in Vegas. Obviously, uh, some of these um videos especially the top 10 episode is going to be released a month later to the public but all the exclusive like behind the scenes and like clip with bravo left that are not going to make it to like you know the podcast or you know uh 
clip from BravoCon. It's going to be a lot of BravoCon content on the membership only. So you can go ahead and subscribe. It's not a lot. I'm not asking for much uh, just to support the, the, the channel. Also, if you want to send a super sticker or a super thank you, you can also find that right there on the description on the YouTube channel. If you watch a video and you are liking it and you want to uh, help me with the uh, to continue making more content, the super thank yous and the super stickers are available to you on my YouTube channel. Like I said before, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on uh, Twitter, you can find my own website, martiniwitheddy.com. That's where I also have my own merch line. There's more to come. I'm releasing a very exclusive collaboration with an artist to promote uh, BravoCon. I'm gonna I'm gonna release this uh, t-shirt line, Inspire on Beverly Hills, right before Beverly Hills uh, starts in November, and also I'm being uh, I'm gonna be focusing on promoting for BravoCon. So I hope you also get your merch for your BravoCon experience on my uh, website martiniswitheddy.com. Okay, guys, that's it for today. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Don't forget to mark your calendar for July 17th at 1 p.m. Eastern time when Sam from Summer House is joining me to what is going to be a fun-ass interview. Like I always say, summer has summer should be fun. And that's what we're going to be doing with Sam from Summer House on July 17th at 1 p.m. Okay, you guys, have a great weekend. And like I always say, bye, besties.